When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Daily Thrones is on the air here late on a Saturday here on a Labor Day weekend out in Burbank, California. And yes, I am okay, uh, but some of you have actually called in, and thank you for your concern. Knowing that I broadcast and work mostly in Burbank, California, there's a large fire going on, the Latuna fire. Still raging at the time of this recording, but all is all well on my end. But thoughts and prayers of the Force and the old gods and the new and the seven and the Lord of Light, may they all be the firefighters and first responders out there, also the folks still in Houston. I uh, hope everyone listening is okay and not affected by it. But if you are, let's climb into that Game of Thrones bubble. Sometimes these uh, fandoms, these properties we love, help us distract ourselves from the real world, uh, which is Often good, sometimes bad. Stick your head out every once in a while, but let's talk Game of Thrones, and there's a lot I want to get to still. The season may have ended, but there's a lot to talk to. So if you join Daily Thrones during the season, uh, stick with us. There's a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things we talked. This this show started back in March, and we have uh, had things to talk about every day, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. Season 7 gave us a lot to talk about, and one of the things I did want to talk about is uh, something about Tyrion and Cersei. Over on Collider Thrones Talk, we did a little segment this week about the possibility, this rumor, this hot theory going around that maybe, oh just maybe, Tyrion may have betrayed Danny. I want to hear what you guys think, and then we'll get into it here on Deadly Thrones. Hey, Ken, so I just watched the finale for the, I think this was the fifth time, and one thing that just has me so fascinated about it is um, Tyrion and Cersei. Now, after, you know, he says you're pregnant, we don't hear the rest of the conversation, and I'm just so fascinated as to what he said to her. Do you think he promised her something that, of course, Danny wouldn't approve of? Do you think maybe it was sort of a betrayal, and maybe... You know, the whole thing with the boat was he was just feeling gloom about maybe what he told, whatever it was that he told to Cersei Lannister. So I am very fascinated about what was said in their conversation. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Okay, so let's talk about Tyrion and Cersei. But let's take it one step back to when Tyrion was talking to Danny. Everybody, including myself, thought it was a little strange that Tyrion was trying to bring up the succession in the middle of Snow Team 6. But now, when you link both the stories together, it tends to begin to make sense. What if, what if, Tyrion got a little bird from King's Landing saying that Cersei may or may not be pregnant, kind of fouled it in the back of his head, and then begin to soften the blow for Danny saying, look, I know you can't have kids, we had this conversation before, but there would be other solutions, other possibilities. Maybe there's some way to share the wealth. And maybe that's what Tyrion is doing, by putting it into Danny's head that maybe all the family should have some say, some representative government, including up to the Lannisters. And maybe this is what he's talking to Cersei about now with the confirmation of her being pregnant. Thanks. 
So obviously one of the big theories to come out of season seven's finale, The Dragon and the Wolf, is what was Tyrion doing? Lurking down that hallway in the ship as Danny and John were consummating their icky love. What was he doing? And then what was said? And Eric just called it and asked, what was said between Cersei and Tyrion after the talk of pregnancy and after all those things kind of came up in the conversation and Tyrion knew he wasn't going to be killed by the mountain right there in those chambers, poured some wine and they get to talking and Cersei emerges ready to play ball, ready to help. Now we know that wasn't true. Was Tyrion in on that? Was Tyrion aware? And does that tie into those final moments of the show with Tyrion? I'll, I'll say this, watching it, it was ominous, but I took it as Tyrion realizing that love is the death of duty. That's something Aemon Targaryen has preached so well on the show before. It's a theme sometimes on Game of Thrones, and love on Game of Thrones is not often rewarded, as Tyrion himself can tell you. So, I took it as an ominous feeling that Tyrion was having, that, oh, this is happening. Tyrion was teasing Danny about it just a few uh, episodes prior. He's watching this, and this could be viewed as a distraction for both of them. And Tyrion's invested in both of them. So I didn't take it as Tyrion betraying them. But when you stop and look at it, there's other little clues along the way that might make you think Tyrion's still got loyalty to his family. In fact, one of those being he said that. Now, I think when he said that he still has loyalty to his family because he needs to see things as they see them, and that can help uh, Team Danny in the long run. I believe that, and I agree with that, and I understand that. But could Tyrion make a deal with Cersei still thinking he's helping Danny? He says in that episode, in the finale, to Jon Snow, have you ever tried lying every now and then? He likes to lie. Did he lie again? And who did he lie to? I'm more and more starting to think that maybe Tyrion came to some arrangement with Cersei. Uh, something along the lines of keeping Danny or Jon north after this is all settled, about making sure that Danny doesn't have anyone next in line. Maybe this is just something that um, she gets the throne and then she's dead and chaos reigns again. I don't think Tyrion would want that chaos. I think he believes when he says that he believes Danny would change the world. She'd be a good queen because of that. But maybe there was something that he said to Cersei that he felt wasn't a betrayal, but had to be done. Some kind of concession. Cersei's motivated by family, and now that she's pregnant, she's motivated by that, and Tyrion knew that. He's always known that. And so when he learns that she's pregnant, and he believes that she's pregnant, the conversation turns. The tide of the conversation turns. So I think maybe Tyrion was offering up something to Cersei related to the protection of her child, place of that child place of the future family something about getting the Lannisters back on track Tyrion has an investment in that as well I don't believe Tyrion would just naively walk in and out of that conversation thinking clapping his hands I solved it I made I talked to her and I made some sense to her and she's going to help out and whoop, lo and behold she's not I don't think Tyrion would fall for that that's not the Tyrion we know. 
Now, the show's made some, had some characters make some interesting decisions. We know that. But I just don't see the Tyrion on that show or in the book making that kind of blanket sweeping mistake. Cersei's good. I talked to her. I believe her. He had to give something. He knows that. He knew that in Marine when he talked to the slave owners. He has to give up something. That's an art of negotiation. That's his style. So I think if that happened, then it's a betrayal. But maybe not in his mind. But as we've learned with Danny, just ask Sir Jorah. Betrayals are not treated so kind in the new House Targaryen. What do you guys think? We'll be talking about this one for a long time, I'm sure. Did Tyrion backstab Danny? It's a question for the ages. Hey, Ken, it's Jeremy. I was just sitting here thinking about Bronn and the fact that, uh, you know, he basically, he's feeling pretty good where he's at right now, but he said all that and did all that before he found, before Jamie took off to the north to fight, help fight the dead. So I, I don't know where Bronn's going to be standing next season when it starts up because let's face it, he's not exactly on a fan of, you know, of Cersei and Cersei's not a fan of him. Now, it does make me wonder if he might be their uh, secret weapon later on. You know, his maybe he'll have some inside information or something. And I also have some thoughts about the mountain. If the mountain is, say, you know, he's not the undead, but he is the dying kind of undead, will he have any vulnerability to uh, Valerian Steel or even the Dragonstone? I'm just, I don't know. I just wonder if that might come into play later. I don't know. Just thinking. Hi, Jeremy, with an interesting call about Bronn. Bronn, is he a secret weapon? Could he be one for Tyrion? It's not a far stretch to think that. Bronn is uh, loyal to brawn and gold, but we know that deep down, the brawn that we have fallen in love with as a fandom, he does have some loyalties. I think he was definitely friends and loyal to Tyrion, and he became a friend and someone loyal to Jamie Lannister. There's uh, no reason to think otherwise after he saves him a few times. He's got that tough love for Jamie, just like he has that tough love for Tyrion. And I love the reunion. I love the scene. I love Tyrion trying to buy Bronn back. But Bronn is very much a jumped-up sellsword. He has done very well for himself, and he's a good spot. He could run off and just be happy one of his, in his castle with his wife, whatever he's earned from Cersei. He could be happy with it. But I think Bronn has seen enough in the world to know what is coming. If Cersei doesn't want to fight for that, doesn't want to fight for the living, perhaps Bronn will. And maybe he'll do something on the inside to help topple Cersei. I don't know if Bronn would put himself out that much. But with Tyrion maybe using whatever gold he has left to reach out to Bronn, it's not a far-fetched idea. Perhaps, perhaps you're right, Jeremy. Bronn is a secret weapon. Now, he's a lot different than the shows. The brawn in the books has pretty much already faded away. I don't know if we'll ever see him come back, at least not to this degree. The brawn on the show, Jerome Flynn, brought him to life in a way that I don't even think George R. R. Martin could ever envision him coming to life. And uh, yes, Braun's one of the best characters on there. He is a favorite, a cult favorite, if you were, if you will. So I, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the books. I hope Braun does all right for himself and jeremy's follow-up question is interesting too about the mountain let's put aside the game ball for a while the mountain is already kind of dead or slowly dying being kept alive by kyburn's dark powers could the mountain be susceptible to valerian still dragon glass 
or any weapon. And what happens when the mountain meets a white? Maybe the mountain is more of a secret weapon than we know. Maybe the hound is going to have to face the horrible truth. He can't kill his brother. They need his brother. How do you fight the Night King? That's one of the big questions, and you'll need all the help you can get, whether it's brawn on the inside or the mountain already mostly dead. See you guys on Daily Thrones tomorrow as we continue to talk about the fallout of ramifications from Season 7. A uh, lot of things to talk about. Stick with us here. You can find us on podcast format, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Find me on Twitter at CatNapsuck. Use the hashtag Daily Thrones if you want to talk to me directly there about Game of Thrones. Otherwise, Daily Thrones on Anchor rolls on. <laughs>